You are now listening to Out of the Blank. 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 Welcome to another episode of Out of the Blank Podcast. I'm here with Dr. Fred Russo. How's it going? <laughs> Thanks for having me. Well, how's your day going, man? I mean, you're obviously outside enjoying it. Yeah, yeah. I I just moved to Florida uh, from Washington State, so kind of the, the other end of the, the spectrum weather-wise, so it's been pretty nice transition. You moved to Florida. Okay, aren't you aware that there's gators out in Florida? <laughs> I've been told <laughs> and I see them everywhere. I like, I started hearing like a bunch of people from Florida that come down to like my town of like ocean city, Maryland. They're like, yeah, you could run into literally I ran into one on my motorcycle. I was like, what? Like, yeah, it was like a giant speed bump, but it moved. I was like, holy shit. Oh my God. <laughs> That's funny. Well, so what exactly do you do? Dr. Fred Russo? Yeah. So I, um, well, and every state has a different title for, but um, but basically, I do uh, acupuncture and uh, Eastern medicine primarily. So uh, I can talk a little bit about that, or um, tell you a little bit about, like what I do around that. All right, hold on, acupuncture. Uh, I'm fascinated with it because I see a lot of benefit when it comes to acupuncture. I've had one on before, and he's talking about a lot of ways that it helps kind of fix your muscles a little bit in general. But I am afraid of it because of Final Destination um because of the needles or yeah uh, the dude that fell off the table with all the needles in them i was like all right yeah i'm good i don't need that in my life <laughs> yeah yeah the needles are real thin i mean some people that helps some people they still don't care because they just hear needles i think if, if if i see someone with a lot of tattoos which there's a lot of people out there with tattoos you know it's like the the needles are pretty thin and you know usually i use uh you know anywhere from like eight to eight or more needles in different areas and i'll tell you i've treated i've treated kids and i've treated adults and most of the time like probably like eight or nine times out of ten when someone's like really nervous i just do a really gentle technique and you know they don't even feel i'm going in yeah, I feel like it's all about a soothing technique too. Like when you're even putting needles into somebody, you're attacking what their muscle groups or their pressures are, I guess their nervous system. Yeah, kind of every, you know, kind of everything. But yeah, usually it's going into a muscle or near a tendon or it's, uh, you know, near a pathway of a nerve. And um, yeah, typically I'm just treating what. Uh, you know, after I do an assessment, I just treat the systems that are stressed and then they just kind of rest on them. Well, I mean, even people consider acupuncture a bit of a pseudoscience too, mostly because a lot of people don't believe that needles can actually fix you. But what have you seen that's really kind of been beneficial just or shown change into someone's life that might be struggling with something? Because I've heard of uh, things like people dealing with like fibromyalgia or they're dealing with something insane, like a weird medical, like it's just system gone wrong but they're able to fix it yeah um yeah i mean I, i've seen things from uh different types of uh pain to uh someone that could get pregnant get pregnant uh 
I treat some a lot of people that have uh, going through cancer treatment. So I mean, not necessarily treating the cancer, but you know, usually if they have pain, numbness, nausea, uh, you know, do the treatment and they, they feel a lot better. And you know, they're they're doing everything to uh, mitigate the side effects, and nothing's helping. And they they have a few acupuncture treatments, and then they're you know feeling better. Uh, see people with like you know digestive issues uh, from like irritable bowel to food out. How, how do you fix irritable bowel with needles? I don't understand unless you're doing like surgery or something. Like it feels really weird because like for me, I'm dealing with a irritable bowel kind of gastrointestinal thing going on right now. So I'm wondering like how is acupuncture going to help me with it? Yeah. So you know it's a holistic approach. So it's not just, you know, acupuncture is just like one component of it, of the treatment, but, you know, it would basically figure out if you have any food sensitivities or food allergies, which we can do without testing. Typically it's just more or less of doing a food, food challenge where you take out, you know, the top six uh, food allergies out of your diet for two weeks. And then you just kind of start reintroducing them one at a time. And then if you have, you know, an obvious uh, symptom like digestion wise uh, or some kind of respiratory symptom, like a, you know, runny nose, coughing, you know, start getting bloated gas, then, uh, then that is uh, a possible uh, trigger. So then we just take that out of your diet. And then, so that's more on the, the food realm. And then, you know, I would see like what other systems are really stressed, you know, if your sleep's really uh, low uh, quality, uh, we look at ways of improving that. So, and then we, you know, there's treatments that basically work specifically on the digestive system. So it just helps with like any inflammation, but like in the digestive system. But if you're, like I was saying before, if you're, you know, if you're putting something in your body that your your immune system or your digestion just can't process, then it's just going to go, you know, go through you or create a big inflammation party. So we just try to stop the the inflammation party and then do things to help improve the the stomach and digestion. So usually, like someone will have, you know, with like irritable bowel, we'll see like you know, uh, the whole abdominal. Uh, all the abdominal muscles and you know get really congested and they'll either be tight and locked up or or your abdomen will be really cold because the things are just really constricted so once we can take out that that the food that's causing the trigger then we can kind of unwind everything and then you know most of the time you know it's back to normal just from talking to so many doctors and first of all, experiencing something myself going on with me at the moment, I've decided to research so much into just the body in general and try and find ways of how people are dealing with certain things. I've heard motivational speakers that talk about um, just the average being weighted down by doing a lot of chores around the houses, like a, a housewife or something. And, uh, you know, taking care of kids, running down constantly, especially working at a bakery for 20 something years. So on top of that, all the constant bending down, she ended up pinching one of her intestines and and it ended up closing off to the point where she wasn't going to the bathroom. 
I'm hearing stories like that and how she fixed it doing chiropractors, just being able to bend the back back. I mean, there's so many things people don't really realize how sensitive we are, like being able to use acupuncture to fix a certain muscle group better with stimulation wise. It's the same thing. Like I'm a weightlifter. I like to lift weights. My muscles get tense. What's the best way to calm those nerves or make sure those nerves get released? It's either the cold or basically a massage or electrical impulses, but also acupuncture is a major benefit here. So many people that deal with Parkinson's turn to something like this to be able to help make sure they don't shake their hands anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Very true. Yeah. The, um, and I think like one, cause I hear what you said earlier all the time, like, you know, people don't understand it or believe in it or whatever, but if we just kind of get outside of what we do in the U S or even what we do in the U S United States, like, you know, they acupuncture is used like all over the world. There's, you know, uh, and then even in the U S we have, you know, even though we, I'll, I'll hear that from other medical providers, but at the same time, there are almost every medical field adds is either, uh, had added or is trying to add, acupuncture into their scope of practice so i don't really buy that people don't believe in i think they mean it by the the uh i guess the the philosophy behind the uh the history of it because it, they just don't understand it but it's it's just a different jargon it's like every profession they got their jargon if you don't know the jargon then you're like oh that's that's total BS. <laughs> I think in society, we're moving up into ways of really kind of understanding it more and being more open to new things now that we're seeing a bunch of crazy things get done, such as like miracles or, you know, somebody being able to have a kid after going through acupuncture or something. But back in the day, the simple thing was you need to go to the doctor. He's going to prescribe you something. Either they're going to cut it off or they're going to go. You know what I mean? That whole thing. And now we're coming into this mindset where we're seeing so much when it comes to like holistic healing, we're seeing a bunch of things with like Reiki energy healing becoming super popular. Now people are starting to believe in this type of thing. I mean, I try and stay open-minded with everything. I'm willing to give everything an experience or try, but I will probably never do a chiropractor only because I have a weird thing when it comes to my back that just really freaks me out. And I, I think it all comes to an understanding, but when we look at so many different countries, civilizations, other societies and historical things that have been using remedies such as herbal teas or meditation, yoga that are now becoming over here, it's all happening to do a lot more with the amount of immigration and travel period people are experiencing now. I mean, it's easy for someone to just be like, I'm going to go travel and then go travel somewhere. You know what I mean? Even though we're dealing with like a virus infection at the moment from different countries, but you're hearing more people go over to these distant lands where a lot of this is very popular and they're starting to bring that culture back home. And that's why I think it's becoming so popular because here in America, you know, our simple fix for everything and what we adopted in our culture was take a fucking pill and let's see how better you get. You know, I mean, I have insomnia <laughs> right. and I went to my doctor, you know, what he told me, he gave me a prescription for Valium or not Valium, Xanax. He gave me a Xanax prescription for insomnia. I'm like, is that the first thing? Like, there's nothing else we could do. Maybe a form of meditation, maybe a form of relaxation or something. I have no clue, but really? Right. Right. Maybe ask you like, how much caffeine do you like drink a day or you know hey right before you get bed are you are you gaming maybe spend two hours just kind of chill in writing unwinding because you know 
These are... I can spend six hours staring at my ceiling and nothing will happen. No phone, it's complete darkness. The weird thing is my body's serotonin levels are extremely low for a person, um, which means my body just, yeah. I guess, has a natural slow production of it. Because I do have ADHD, which is like caffeine. I could, yeah. I could, I could take sh four shots of a, you know, espresso coffee and go right to bed. I mean, I've drinking a pot before and gone to bed. It's just, it's never really played an effect on me, but it always explains something in my mind that people are completely different. So when I hear these stories of people that are like, Oh, my liver disease was cured after a chiropractic thing. Or I, I can believe it. I can be open to it because I have, I understand people are all completely different, whether it's their genetics or whether it's their nutrition, whether it's how their body is. Yeah. I have a, uh, you know, just coming back a little bit with the, the IBS, like I, I have this digestive uh, breathing exercise that I have on uh, YouTube. I think if you just YouTube uh, search my name and digestive exercise, it's real simple. You're basically just doing some breathing, you know, uh, mindful breathing techniques and, and you're doing some really light massage on your, on your abdomen, but, and then you basically end with like a, you know, either a short or long uh, meditation. This depends what you want, but, I've had so many people like, you know, we do some of, do some of the food challenging and the acupuncture and it, it's like helping, but it still comes back. And then they do this daily practice because, you know, it's like, like you were saying earlier, like everyone's wired differently. So what works for one person may not work for another, but you know, it's just some people just hold stress in their digestive system. So it's just kind of a way to, you know, relax it, calm it down. And then, you know, the next day, you do it every day. It just helps, uh, you know, reprogram it. I, I kind of think of it like, yeah, you're just kind of rewiring your, your, you know, clearing out your stress, but you're just doing it yourself. Well, I mean, we've experienced micro fractures is what I call them on a daily basis. You know, all the stress, whether it's, you know, not having enough money for this or missing an appointment on that or being late by five minutes or not having your coffee or not having your shoes tied tight enough or not having the right socks on. These are all things that pile up into your day. And at the end, we don't address them as people. You know, where a lot of doctors will say, you hold a lot of tension right here. It's like, yeah, because I'm not fucking releasing it. You know, like nobody's <laughs> going to go home and roll themselves all over a yoga mat. At least the average American is not going to do that. Mostly it's like I just want to sit down and lie down or something and rest. But all these people that are going on these yoga adventures and trying to show these forms of meditation, I think – they have a very, very positive outlook, but I think they do get a bad stigmatized view in the way social media is because everything that they're doing is like one handed poses and stuff that involves like really kind of old badass methods, I would say. But yeah. for the average person that has like a backache or something like I can't fucking do a one hand pose. What the hell? Like, you know, it's <laughs> that whole thing. They just think it's not easy for them. I think there needs to be a way where we should start showing it in a more open manner such as like just lie on the ground you know you don't need a yoga mat just lie on the ground and really kind of just stretch your limbs out like a starfish let's see where that goes yeah yeah i think you know i've i've found that the simplest uh exercises or breathing exercises work the best but maybe when people see it like on a on a video it looks so boring and and simple that you know, they don't get maybe a large following, but if they, you know, were to do it, it, it would probably work much better than they can, they can even try it because they can't, you know, do a one-handed uh, pose or do some kind of like radical 
back bends and all that. I think there's this one uh, routine that, you know, you just like lay on your back and you just rest your legs like on the couch. So they're, you know, roughly, you know, perpendicular to the floor and you just kind of bring your arms out and then, man, it feels so good. You just kind of relax and breathe and it just kind of aligns your tension. But I mean, I could, you know, you could show somebody that in a 10 second video and, uh, you know, it would work really good for a lot of people. Well, our ways shifted in seeing videos like that. We went from being like, oh, that's like, remember when we were kids or something of the whole thing when school was like, when you get upset, take deep breaths, just breathe, just breathe. Or there was a thing when my teachers used to do, like everybody just, just take five inhales, five exhales, nice and slow. Like that used to be a thing. Now it's like, look at that kid inhaling and exhaling. What a weirdo. Like that's the whole mindset we have now as people. You see a video of someone doing, you're going to breathe in like this. And then hold it out. And the only time you ever really truly take those serious is when you've dealt with something yourself that's caused you to really kind of believe or turn to any type of advice to help you out, or you're in that state at the moment. Like there's videos out there about deep breathing exercise to help anxiety, to help stress. There's videos out there that can help you solve your constipation. Right. Okay. Like they have this thing now, binarial beats. Like using these type of beats and methods that go into this combination on a different frequency where it's supposed to take your mind completely off track because like people with an overactive imagination, that causes complete stress. I mean, I'm an insomniac with ADHD. That's like tossing fireworks into a toilet. Like it's, it's, it's nothing but ideas. My mind's running constantly. I mean, it's good to have a conversation with, but I always need to be doing something. So when I'm not talking, I'm in my thoughts. And when I'm in my thoughts, my thoughts build up and it becomes a lot too much sometimes, but you experience things. This is why people need to find an outlet, find a need to find a stress relief and find that piece of meditation. Yeah. I mean, uh, I think the, always, whenever I'm showing, uh, somebody a new routine and they always ask me, well, how long, you know, how long should I do it? How long, and I, when I always learn stuff, you know, they would always give me like, you need to do this for like one hour or 30 minutes or whatever. So I, I think, you know, again, it's like everyone's different. So, I mean, you may just need a five minute, you know, routine because if you are like trying to force or push yourself to do half an hour and you're just like, you know, it's just going to make you more stressed. So I always just say, you know, sometimes you can just, you find the right routine, you can do it for couple minutes and that this may help you know reset you enough to you know move you know move forward with your day or you know clear out the stress it doesn't have to be you know you don't have to be on the mountaintop somewhere with no one around you and be up there for three days to clear stress you can do it five minutes in your in your living room and then you're done so I think you know it's it's there's really no dogma to it you could just People always talk about what, like the gym is their stress relief. That's what it is for me, you know, but you can find that anywhere. Surfers talk about being in the water or sense of relaxation. I know after a really long, stressful day or something, if I take a shower, I feel completely renewed. I mean, refreshed, you know, there are so many different forms. I think it's the the true answer is to find what fits you the best, find what fits you the most, find what's going to be your access to a whole new existence, you know, an overall self reset. And you know, if that's doing yoga on the beach, if you like doing it, then so what would other people think? You know, we live in a world where everyone constantly likes to a little bit judge and make decisions on people. It's like, let's just let someone do what they want to do. Like, you know, 
it starts at a young age, obviously, but there's a child mentality we need to go back to where it's like, let's just have fun on the playground and see where it goes. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I, I, I'm, they have, uh, you know, sort of on the exercise, exercise front, uh, I've really enjoyed doing, um, uh, one routine that's called, uh, move naturally, or they have like, uh, you know, you exercise, but you're pretty much like in nature, you're just climbing trees. And, but basically like just what you said, like just being more playful, but then it, when you're being more playful and you're moving in a very dynamic way, it, it, you know, it's really strengthening to your, you know, your nervous system, your body, and uh, it's very toning. And, you know, it's just kind of a different way to, to work out. And, you know, it's very easy to have that untrained, you know, if you sit, for long periods of time at work or, you know, bending over and not really being conscious of your, your core or your back. Yeah. It's very easy to, you know, get something knotted up or injure your, your back or, you know, just kind of lock something up. And then, but I, I really like some of those routines. They're just super simple. You're just kind of unwinding your body and, and then, yeah, everything just kind of resets. I do have to ask though, because with acupuncture, there's something really, really popular that I've kind of been curious about cupping. Oh yeah. What is that just bringing all the toxins to the surface? What is it? Yeah, basically. Um, I, I really like doing fire cupping. I think, you know, maybe I have like a, a, a you know, my inner child just like seeing the fire, <laughs> but you know, basically they have different types of cups. They have cups that you, uh, you know, has like a valve and you basically pump the air out of the cup, creates a suction. The the fire cupping is uh, you basically use a glass cup and you basically light a uh, uh, cotton ball on fire with that has uh, typically 90% alcohol on it. And then it basically this burns the oxygen out of cup, creates a vacuum. And then, yeah, we use it all. I, I do a lot of cupping in my practice. I just really grown to enjoy it and the patients really like it but yeah it basically brings you know blood up to the surface so if there's like tension or the muscles are really you know tight it helps release tension and then i'll even do it for um you know different if there's different uh say like organ systems that are really uh stressed if i do it in the in the zones on the back that are related to that system that will you know basically help relieve stress in that system too but yeah it could bring up toxins or bring out then out toxins it looks painful as hell i gotta admit when i see those giant red bubbles start popping up i'm like that does not look good that looks like a tumor and i'm scared uh, uh, i well there's different coupling approaches so you know there's there's one where you it's a more stationary cupping and you leave them on for a while and then yeah you could it could create like really dark uh bruising like uh tissue and it could also uh create like little blisters if you leave them on too long but um i typically do what's this called flash cupping and then you basically just you know kind of put it on and take it off on different areas of the body and then it's very interesting because you'll see based on like the color of the the skin and the tissue if an area is really congested. I mean, sometimes you can see it. You can see like, you know, say one muscle area is like super contracted compared to the other side. Um, 
but then uh, sometimes there'll be areas that are just really uh, locked up even if it's like deeper than the muscle and it will become like discolored like like it'll get blue or purple and when when that happens it it creates like a whole like immune reaction because basically your body goes goes into that area to clear up the the bruise and heal it so you get that constant like stimulation to that area but it, it i i've never i think i've had one per person and in the years i've been practicing that this found that their skin was just so sensitive they couldn't tolerate it but most most people love it i've even had people that they hate massage for some reason but they they like the cupping because it they get the tension release without you know feeling uh uncomfortable with the you know the physical touch of uh, a massage that's a lot of people nowadays too like me i'm not exactly a hands-on type of guy you know i can do hands-on like when it comes to a job or something but when it comes to like reiki energy healing it's always been something difficult for me you know my mom's a reiki master uh healer i guess whatever term you would say it's just not for me i think it's the type of when it comes to holistic healing in general, not when it's just on the, the basis of nutrition, but it comes to forms of meditation, comes to things of acupuncture, comes to thing of chiropractors. You have to be very open to it. You have to be believe it. You know what I mean? It's the same thing with Reiki energy healing. If you're not open, you're not believing into it. It's 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 not going to work because a lot of it is a both kind of both people have to work here. It's not like a medication. It's not like a pill where you can take it. You don't have a choice. Right. Yeah. I mean, it does it definitely helps if they, you know, they're open to it. I mean, I've seen it work when they didn't understand it. I mean, no, I mean, some, most people don't know how electricity works and how to turn on a light, but, you know, they hit the switch and it turns on. So um, I think it's just, I, I think it's just maybe how, you know, when if someone's like brand new to, to any type of holistic healing, like you know how they understand like how it works right so so what exactly are you the most passionate about out of all the things you do seems like acupuncture is is something but it's not the top priority here uh i think just just really understanding what is the root of the issue because you know if you can figure that out then then everything else unravels you know so you know, a good example would be, you know, someone has, I right, a great example. I had, I, I had recently had a patient, she had uh, a lot of shoulder pain, mostly in the front of the shoulder. And, you know, she's had, she had massage and physical therapy and, you know, chiropractic, and then they all helped, but it was all temporary. And then she told me how uh, she had, a, her father passed away. And so, you know, she, like any of us, she was grieving, right? So she, the area that the pain was at was, was related to her grief. It, um, you know, typically the, you know, the, the area of the, of the lung connects to grief. So, you know, so basically I just did some treatment to focus on the lungs and a grief just to help her, you know, it's not going to make the grief go away, but it does help process it better. And then, yeah, her shoulder pain just cleared out. So I think it's just really listening to what's going on with someone and, you know, like so trying to solve somebody like a puzzle piece, basically, like you're putting them together. I mean, we look at like, uh, looking at someone, let's say they have a broken arm or something. It's obviously you're going to put it in a cast, you're going to do all these types of things, reset it, whatever you have to do, make sure it grows yeah. properly back. But when you're dealing, especially with internal issues as well, someone's dealing yeah. with a nerve issue. It could be similar to like, if you look up any 
type of thing. Like I'm having a weird clicking in my knee. What is that? Oh, it could be cancer. It's like, what, what do you mean? It could be cancer. Then it gives you like 12 other things that it could be. It's like, which one is it though? You just want to know, you know, WebMD is the easiest thing for people to look up or whatever the hell it is. Um, just to be able to look up like, Oh, this is happening to me. I don't want to go to a doctor. Is this serious? And should I go? It's like, if you're asking if it's serious, you should probably go get it checked out. Right. Yeah. So I, I like the way you said that just like, you know, it's like a puzzle. So I think that that's the, the fun part. I think it's getting to know someone and then figuring out like what, what piece needs to be, you know, adjusted. And then, but, you know, I, I mean, I figure that out and then sometimes I, I can figure it out right away. Sometimes it takes a little time because maybe I'm not, you know, it's not being communicated. Um, you know, I have different ways of doing assessments. So that helps me uncover what's going on. Even if they do not tell me, I can see it or feel it. So we, we typically do uh, sort of the, you know, what I call it like kind of tr traditional uh, assessments for, you know, someone that practices uh, Eastern medicine or acupuncture is to do a, a tongue and pulse assessment. And then that kind of unravels a lot of what is, you know, happening and where, where the stress is. Even if like, so I could, I've done the health fairs and screenings where, you know, I just look at someone's tongue and then they don't tell me anything. And then I just, I tell them like what I'm seeing on their tongue. And then, you know, this sort of gives me, you know, insight. And of course, sometimes it's just people just tell me, Oh yeah, my, my father passed away. And then I'm like, Oh my God, it's totally connected to your shoulder pain, especially since they did like they had imaging they did all the physical treatments that you can do. So then it's, you know, it's like a, it's more of an emotional uh, reason why they have, the pain so I think it's just kind of it's that's the fun part for me is this you know getting to know someone and 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 just figuring out what the root issue is yeah I feel like a lot of doctors are starting to get hip to this new thing called the brain and gut connection um oh yeah it seems like we've been for so long when something starts hurting it's been diagnosed as this thing is like oh it could be this it could be that it could be this disease could be that disease could be this the infection could be that could be this it's like did we ever start looking at people like why therapists are becoming so popular now and people are starting to turn to this form it's because for so long we've been living as people as this disconnected version of ourselves. I mean, we used to be so connected. We used to have dinners every night together with our families. You know, we used to, it's just not happening anymore. We're living in an age now where social media is the way we interact. And that interaction is false connectivity. You know, I've, I've talked about this for so long and it's like, no wonder people are starting to come out with like, I swear ever since I started experiencing some stomach issues, every I've been hearing everything from people like, Oh, I had a, this thing in my gut disease or something. I'm like, what is happening? Like, is it all we're all starting to get a lot of stress and it's all building up to where people are getting sick left and right like it is a coronavirus like i feel like we're all displaying this negative energy around us and we internalize it as well and it's like this has got to be connected like why let's have a conversation and see what like you can feel so relieved after a conversation like someone just slipped you a xanax <laughs> yeah for sure yeah i yeah, I see that too. This sort of, uh, you know, I I just one of the reasons why I moved to Florida is I have a family down here, and uh, I pretty much lived in areas for quite a while, not living near family. So, 
it's yeah it's a completely different exchange when you're texting or you know doing a post to a friend or family member but you know like you said you sit down and have dinner with them have a face-to-face conversation like you literally can feel you know you feel better you feel and it's an actual you know connection versus like you know i mean maybe it can help some people they have like a text conversation or you know someone likes their posts and then they feel you know heard and then uh but yeah, I think it's way deeper when it's, you know, in person and you have that, you know, eye to eye contact. And Well, it's the same thing when you get into a conversation too. A lot of times like you can run into someone that has a draining personality or something that has like a wet towel personality where afterwards you're just like, fuck, like I'm so drained. It's so hard to, you know, be able to keep it going a lot of times. And it's like, it's so easy to spark up creativity i mean it does get difficult but when both parties aren't truly paying attention you start to notice it through a conversation you know it's it's really i think a lot of doctors really need to just spend more time with their patients i get how difficult it's got to be on the consistency of how many patients they probably experience but there's just a giant disconnect when it comes to the medical industry it's just so easy to write off a prescription and get the paycheck and go home yeah and then you know there's other aspects too and i agree with what you're saying but also uh you know that the way the structure is with the insurance companies you know they you know it's great you have some coverage covers your care but then you know there's always requirements for the practitioner they you know they may only get paid a certain amount and that that's always changing every year so then they have to you know, to cover their overhead and their expenses, they have to just do volume. <laughs> they have to, their volume needs change. Well, they have the nurse even that comes in. Like the nurse is the one that gets to know you the most. You know, I feel like every time I, I'll, I'll wait 45 minutes for my doctor and I'll only get 10 minutes with them. You know, it's like, what, I, you know, let's, let's talk. Let's, 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 let's get to down to the basis of what's going on and try and solve it before you throw me into an MRI or throw me into a bunch of blood work, trying to get an answer that's not going to show up because it's something completely different. Yeah. Yeah. It's unfortunate, but I think, uh, I think a lot of people in healthcare, they feel very, uh, you know, I would say must trap because they, they're in the field. They, you know, most of them, you know, I would assume enjoy what they're doing, but then when they get to the, you know, the numbers piece, or if they work for a group and they're like, you know, all right, we'll pay you, you know, this is your base pay. And then if you want to make, you know, more, which everyone's going to need to, because they make the base pay real low that they're like, you need to see X amount of patients or you have to, you have to see X amount of patients or, you know, you're not going to be able to make a living. You see what I mean about two people being involved in a conversation, man? <laughs> Background yeah. noise, though, but being connected. You got to, like, you know, I could sit here and ask you questions all day, but, you know, we're not truly going to get to anything if you're not truly getting involved. Right. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. I And, and actually, like, in the long run, it's going to save time and money if they just sit down and get to know the person and what's going on with their lives. Because they're like, oh, I feel depressed. Okay, here's a medication. Bye. Or, you know, and then instead of like, well, what's going on? And then it only, I mean, in actual actuality, it only takes a little bit longer to find out what's going on. But like, you know, the the volume of what what they're supposed to see a day is is you know trumping the uh, 
Well, I think that's that's just because the old school mentality of being a nurse or being a care provider or all these old school notions that used to be the the norm. I mean, when you grew up, it was be a nurse, be a doctor, be a you know, be an astronaut, be whatever, it's be something accomplishable. It's going to make a lot of money, make that big fat paper, that cheddar, you know, and now we're living in a world where it's like, I can leave my job right now and start up a gaming company or play a game of Fortnite and win a tournament and win a couple thousand dollars. And the world is not ready for that because now, you know, we're living in a society that's running by old notions, but we're living in a world and with people that are wanting to change to the new forms. It's amazing, but it's, it's a, it's a pull and push scenario here. You know, if, you know, the world doesn't change from these factory settings of breeding people that work a nine to five lifestyle, you know, we got people that are popping up doing amazing things just overnight, you know, starting up a company, starting up their own coffee, hot sauce, um, whatever, <laughs> just creating their own product because it's there. That information is there. Technology has gave you that power to be able to order anything you want with Amazon, be able to get any supplies to your doorstep, be as creative as you want to be. And the world wasn't ready for that. Everybody back in the day was like, I'm going to be a doctor. I'm going to do this. And by the time, like I was told in 2019, by the time it hits 2020, that there's going to be the most out of work nurses and doctors because of the fact of the generation that was instilled into becoming those is going to retire. They're going to leave, you know, they're going to, they're at that age now. And it is true. Every time I walk into a hospital now, I'm seeing nothing but young people. I'm like, what's happening here? Like, yeah, it's where's the, where's the, where's the older people. And sadly, a lot of older people that go to a hospital are not going to trust a dude in their twenties. They're going to look at them and be like, um, let me get a better doctor who's been here long enough and, you know, done at least 200 something surgeries or something. It's like, I, that doesn't mean anything. Something could randomly happen. Yeah, we definitely, we definitely see that in our, in our field, you know, the, you know, the doctors are they're retiring earlier or, you know, like this, the, the baby boomers, there's just a lot of them re, you know, retiring and, you know, you have like a whole new, uh, wave of, practitioners and you know i'm probably biased because i'm not a millennial but i hear a lot of you know people like middle age and older that you know they complain that the you know the communication skills are just not you know the same as they're they're used to with their you know i guess with their their peers that you know they they speak and communicate the same way they're they're not as you know they can go on facebook and do their posts but they're they're probably not on their computer all the time but i'm I'm even seeing that change like i see my yeah i'm visiting with my my mom she's in her mid-60s and yeah she's always i mean she pretty much is on her ipad or phone like all the time so i think it's even affecting that that generation they're slowly getting accustomed to to that and it's probably altering how everyone's uh communicating as well would you say the Technology really isn't bad, but it's the fact of where we're taking it. it. Seems like there are some positives to how we take it, but a lot of us are just being very selfish with it as well. You know, instead of looking up forms of meditation, it's much easier to write a hateful tweet at somebody. You know, being able to scream or make a Facebook post complaining about something is super easy compared to being able to donate money or being able to uh, start up a, a business or something that might help some people. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, there's. Yeah, I think there's definitely, you know, more productive ways to, you know, channel that, you know, if someone's feeling lonely or, or not heard and, you know, these kind of 
vent. I, I I definitely have some friends that I I just stopped I just stopped following because like you know they every post was super negative and you know you you feel for them but then you know it's 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 just kind of not very productive and it's just well, sort it's, of a rant. It's the same reason motivational speakers are so popular nowadays. There's literally a hashtag motivation that's got like 55 million posts in it, and it's just people looking for inspiration, looking for motivation. I'm like why don't you just do it yourself? I mean, all day, the reason why people start stop following people on Instagram or doing something like this is because it's either complaining or doing something the same. And it's like liking, it's not going to help them being sorry for them. is not going to help them half the time. It's just an attention seeking thing. I mean, it's true. And yeah, I understand if you're going through some stuff, but you're going to keep going through stuff because no complaining about it is not going to change it. You got to do something about it. That's going to force that change. But we're so comfortable with somebody prescribing something or something, doing something for us where it's going to solve everything. And we're going to be cured. We can go back to the way we're doing it before. It's like, no, you got to make a change. You know, we fight this vegan movement, which I think is completely wrong, mostly because everybody that's vegan wants to keep promoting that they're vegan. I, I don't, I don't care what you eat. I don't care what works for your body, but it's the same thing. Not everybody can be vegan. Some people know they need meat. Some people need this. Some people can't focus off a of plant-based diet. Some people can't eat fish. Some people, you know, it, that's just what happens. People's bodies react differently. What works for you? Be more than happy then. But I see all these hate messages on Instagram when it comes to groups, so many things that solidify into like hashtag women's rights, hashtag uh, vegan movement, hashtag cats only hashtag males only i'm like what are we doing we lost the original hashtag which is should be people only we should all be people lovers rather than sided you know we want to be connected but we're being completely divided with the power of our connectivity yeah i think yeah i see that as well and there uh you know i had a i i shared a post uh there's uh you know a small team of engineers that they created this uh glove that when you did sign language it it would voice the uh the words so someone could if they didn't know sign language could understand and then but it was but the the website was uh promoting african-american professionals so it literally said two two black engineers you know created this you know this glove and i was like oh that's awesome so i just i just reposted it because i thought it was a really good invention i my my mom's uh hearing impaired i thought it was really cool and then so but i did think oh i bet someone's going to say something about uh you know white or black or why not just two engineers but it was i was just sharing the post i didn't say look at these two black you know, geniuses that created this thing, but then it just it just create a whole another you know channel of like you know exclusion and you know, um, but it was it was really about the po the post was mostly about this invention. Two smart people came up with this invention. I don't care what color they are, but the website was a uh, you know basically promoting you know African American. Uh, professionals but yeah it's just kind of interesting i guess you could you know you can twist anything into well, it's, it's a fact that we live we live where they've been everybody's been suppressed certain people that are breaking out now that are starting like feminist movements they've been suppressed for a while i get it 
but holding that tension and holding that aggression isn't going to solve anything. And I know that's just coming from a young man's perspective as well, but it's like, let's move forward because if we keep just acting the same way, it's just going to spread like a virus to all the younger generations. Then it's just going to keep getting worse and we're going to end up being completely divided. It's like, let's just start, you know, when I walk into a store, I treat everybody equal. It's like, you treat me with respect. I'll treat you with respect back, you know? And not being able to have a conversation with someone, not being able to get to know somebody, it's all creating this displayed version of the world. We talk about how the climate's changing and how the world's getting worse and different health effects playing on people. Well, our negativity is creating an infective world too. It's starting to create people that really don't want to talk to anybody. It's starting to neglect a lot of things about themselves, neglect things about others. At this, you know, you live in hate all the time. You're going to end up being in pain. You're going to end up, you know, needing something to talk to, needing a therapist. That's why so many of them are making so much bank right now is because there's a lot of people needing a therapist. It's like you don't really need a therapist. You just need someone to hear you out for once, whether it's a family mother, whether it's a pillow. Just have that connection and you might see something spark up again. Yeah, yeah, I know. I know there's a there's a definitely a, a channel for like every possible need or every you know every group. I mean, you know, back over you know talking about uh, healthcare. You know, we even do it in 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 different industries. You know, you have the you know you have like the chiropractors and you know and then you know I mean it's like any profession. There's good ones, there's bad ones, and then there's there's some that think their profession can treat everything, and then you know and then they have like holistic it's like oh holistic it's better it, it it treats everything but you know it's it's all about integration it's like it's it's all healthcare it's it, it's you know we, we can call it a different title and you have a different degree or a different license but i mean everyone is just trying to help one another get through what they're getting through and uh you know depending i guess on the belief system of what you know what's a better doctor like you're saying like age like you know, there's always a, I always remember this funny story about there's, there's a, you know, a, it was a kind of an older Asian uh, community and in China. And this one uh, young doctor got really mad because no one wanted to see him because he was a new doctor. So he got this idea that he was going to dress up like an old doctor. So he, I, I don't know, I guess he, shaved some of his hair and like made it look gray and he grew out of like a mustache and beard so he looked like you know the old wise doctor and then i don't know how long he went on to practice and then they finally realized that you know he was he was young so it's just you know that can be deceived it looks can be deceiving so some people think that because someone's age they can't be as good as the old the old wise uh mr miyagi but you know there's some really sharp wise young people out there too that um could yeah do just as good so, so it's kind of funny would, what would you exactly suggest would be a change for people um as what as far as mindset when looking for somebody to help them or or, or what do you mean like what do you what do you how do you expect the world to change like what would you suggest like for me would be to connect with people again but from a doctor's perspective and being able to treat somebody especially with holistic ways as well what would you suggest yeah i think just kind of just getting more in tune with yourself and uh you know i mean i'm i'm usually more of an advocate of you know you know, connecting with your friends, your family, your community, uh, 
you know, and then just understanding your, your, yourself, you know, it's like, you know, and some people, they, they, they need a pill for their blood pressure, but you know, other people like they can change their diet and exercise and just kind of get into like what's, you know, making themselves uh, feel better, be better, live a higher quality of life. I mean, I think, you know, I guess there's different mindsets, you know, some people believe we're, we're here to, to suffer through life and learn lessons. And then I know other people believe that, you know, we're supposed to make this life, you know, uh, you know, uh, you know, an awesome experience or, uh, you know, some people call it like a heaven, a heaven on earth. So I think we ultimately determine, uh, you know, our own experience. Like we are we're responsible for, you know, how we feel, how we think we're the only ones that can, you know, control that. I mean, it's, uh, so I think just kind of getting more accountable for, for that. I mean, definitely there's, there's circumstances that come up that we can't control, but, um, but you, we can, control. life yeah. is, life is literally like a journey, you know, you want to sip it like a fine wine and not do it like a shot. You know, we, we rush things way too fast. Either you live from one to 20, you live one to 99, you got a short or a long time, depending on how you take it. You know, you could be the safest person in the world and live to be 20 years old. You could be the most dangerous person in the world and live to 90. I think we all have a time. We all have an expiration date and it depends on the person too. You know, even the idea I heard at one point, like people say, I think cancer is inside of us all, but I believe it manifests in some people. And then for some people, it doesn't, that could be true because I've seen the nicest people die at the youngest age. And I've seen the oldest and meanest people that I've ever met. You know, it's back and forth on both sides of the spectrum. I think it's this journey. It's like a roll of the dice, man. It's a gambling event and you never know what it's truly going to become. But I think if you're doing everything in your power, every step forward to really get to your goals and get what you feel accomplished, no matter what people say, as long as you're not hurting anybody, I think you're doing the right thing. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I think just having a, yeah, kind of a a clean approach to it. So, you know, be able to follow your, your passions, your heart and, you know, and just supporting one another. And we, we have had, uh, you know, I've been on, you know, on the social media front, you know, there's, you know, they have different, you know, groups for every profession, right? So, you know, we, we have, happens all the time. Like someone will be like a, a new grad or they've been, you know, practicing for a while. And they'll just ask a very genuine question. And someone will just like, instead of like trying to help them or not respond at all, they will literally just, you know, blast them and just give them a whole bunch of shit and make them feel stupid or whatever. And, you know, it's like, what is the point of all that? Like why, why some people feel the need to, you know, be on that attacking, you know, there was one that attacked somebody, but clearly it's, it's what's going on inside them. They're, they're unhappy and they're just looking for someone to, you know, project, you know, project that, that anger, their, their own frustration on. So it just kind of comes out in, in weird ways like that. Yeah, I, I agree. I think people just need to change a little bit too. And I appreciate you coming out and doing the podcast, man. And, you know, giving me the time too. I really want to give you here a minute at the end to kind of promote your content. So people. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I actually, like I said, I relocated to um, basically the Tampa Bay area. Uh, I still have my uh, website active from uh, from the West Coast, but it's just uh, www dot 
drfredrusso.com. And then, uh, yeah, I have some information on uh, YouTube too. So uh, feel free to check it out and, you know, reach out to me if you have any questions or, you know, want to have a conversation. Well, thanks so much for listening to this episode of Out of the Blank Podcast and stay tuned for our next episode.